welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. Welcome to Power Start Your Day. Today, Nicole Smith-Jackson, we're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you, and that is for you to start winning in life, money, and business. And, you know, today we've been talking about how to get rid of money blocks, and you're going to do this through bulletproofing your brain and training it to be rich, and this is so possible for you. Um, I don't know if you um, have been following in, in the news and you have been hearing, I mean, Elon Musk on Clubhouse, he's talked about how we're going to get to Mars. You're hearing how we're going to, um, you know, uh, all the, the thing about GameStop and, and partial how you get rich in the stock market. Please pay very close attention. We won't discuss that on today. But then we also hear, you know, um, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, you know, stepping down and all these types of things. And are we going to hear about the, the White House, right? We're hearing about um, super important what's going on with the pandemic, the vaccinations, who should take it, who won't take it. We're hearing about the stimulus checks. People are still waiting for that money to come into the mailbox. And, um but then there's a lot of other things that um, those things, I don't know how much control you really have over those things, but I know me personally, I have deducted that I don't have much control over those things I just discussed. But then there's something that we all have a lot of control over, but maybe we've been taught or trained, um, but now the, the secret is out, that you do have control over um, your finances and how much money you earn in our country. And why aren't we? Well, because we have these money blocks. And um, our scripture today is going to be coming out of Philippians chapter 3, um, verses 13 and 14. And then um, we're going to talk about what we can do to rid these money blocks. Because um, the news is that the average American is over 90 plus thousand in debt. And uh, whether we're talking about the median or the average net worth is anywhere from over 400,000 to 700 plus thousand. And my question is, this is what the stats say, and your numbers are included in these numbers. How close are you, whether we're talking about the median or the average, and they want us to talk about the median because it's a lower number. And even with that low number, many people are falling short. So we got to move forward. We can't keep turning the other cheek and acknowledging, not acknowledging these numbers. And um, I want us to go to the Lord together today because we've got we to gotta release the past to move forward. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made and we're glad and we're joyous. We're here in the land of the living heavenly Father. Today, we just want to surrender it all to you. You knew this day would come. You knew exactly who would be here in this season of life. My God, each and every one of us. There was a purpose for our life before we came here, and you know that purpose. Let us come back to you and be clear that you are the Alpha and the Omega. 
We are thankful, oh dear Lord, that we are surrendering and removing all of the, the doubts that you are the great I am. And let us just embrace it for the moment of the rest of our life. Let us walk in it in fullness. Not turn to the left nor the right. Let us be clear that we are to dominate the resources that you've given us here on earth. So help us get on the right track right now. As your servant decrease, may you increase like never before. Holy Spirit, have your way here at Power Start Your Day. For those who are totally empty and lost, fill them up. For those who think that they know everything, humble them just so that we can be good for all. As we honor you and we bless you, we're going out to do these great exploits in your name. I'm going to seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So good morning, good morning, good morning. I I always have to kind of do a little pause because sometimes when God is working on me and then here I am in the midst and everyone is like listening, watching, waiting, saying, get with it, Nicola, we're ready. And I want us to start from Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. And we're talking about bulletproofing your brain and training to be rich. I didn't know that something like this was even possible. I didn't know our brain was that pliable, that little pink thing they give us and, you know, show like what our brain looks like. I never understood it. But Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14 says, Frederick, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Now, this is the Apostle Paul, and for those who might not know, you don't even have to be a Bible reader. This is, this is not what, I mean, it'll be great, but Power Start Your Day is not about you becoming holier than thou. It's becoming stronger in who you really are and walking in the likeness of the image of our creator. Now, when I see these stats, I'm going to try not to get emotional because I still, I still see so many people who don't get it. They think these numbers have nothing to do with them that we discussed. And when I'm looking at these numbers and I'm seeing how far off people are when we talk about something basic as budgeting, when we talk about something as basic as, and, and, and it's basic according to what financial literacy say, but we've come so far without the basics. And we've acquired and put so many carts before the horse. And today, I want you to hear my heart, because when I read these stats, I'm not only thinking about the adults who are sitting, listening, but still paralyzed to take action. I'm thinking about the kids who come behind us, because the wealth gap is increasing very fast. For those who continue to say, I'm not tech savvy. For those who continue to say, I don't understand. The world is not having mercy on you. 
And so what I want us to do is I want us to get it together here. And the first thing I want us to talk about today is forgiving anyone, including ourselves, for whoever we thought was responsible for where we are today or where we're going. Let's reset. Because it's so easy to go backwards, forgetting to press toward the goal. Now, I read this in CNBC, and I don't know if you know, sometimes they'll call me to speak about finances, and they've been calling me a lot more. And, and this is a, I'm humble because I didn't go to school for money, maybe to school of hard knocks, but it's been an interest of mine since a kid. And my mom was reminding me of that even from my young age of how I was one to work hard and accumulate money. It was important to me from a young age not to want, not to be in need. And it was also important with my mom raising four kids by herself, it was important that I felt I needed to be an asset to my mom. My dad and my mom parted ways. And I know many families are experiencing that. And so now Robert and I are together and people think like, oh, because you're together, you're married, what have you. But I want you to know that anything worth having is worth the challenges. And that's including you having a mind that's trained to be rich. They said the average American in their 30s and 40s has 90 thousand four hundred and sixty dollars of debt but their average net worth is seven hundred and forty eight thousand eight hundred dollars now by the way if you don't know what a net worth is that means your total assets the things that you have that can cash in or liquid minus your liabilities those are the bills that you owe and um and also attached interest so, yeah, the credit deal is, is, is very important. Getting your credit together is very important. But knowing what you need to do afterwards is important. But then they tell us, and they want to they soft serve it to say, it's recommended that we use the median net worth, which is the calculation um, of the middle. So the average net worth is, let's say you had 10 people, incomes, and you totaled all of them, you added them up, and you divided that by the 10, the number 10, and that would be the average. The median is if you had 10 people, let's say 100,000 being the highest, a dollar being the lowest, and in the middle was 50,000, they would say the median is 50,000. So basically, the people who are under the 50,000, they might think that, oh, I'm following in the number, but you're far away. Whether it's the median or the average that we're talking about here of debt versus net worth, many people in this room are far off. I see my bro. Oh, my gosh. Our pop in the room with Robert got to come in. I see. Oh, I got to bring him in. He's up this morning. He's up this morning. I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you. Um, We're going to rock in here. I can tell you this right now. We got to do something about it. We got to do something about it fast. And 
we're going to talk about forgiving ourselves, forgiving the people, whatever it is. And we got to start right now. We got to move forward. What a perfect time with Black History Month. And um, we're going to start off and I'm going to bring on, you say, our big brother, Papa, <laughs> uh, Mr. Jerome Edmondson, a mentee, a mentor of ours, mentee of Dr. Monroe, the man who told me, you of all of the mentees are doing exactly what Papa Monroe told us to do. Today is a good day. Good morning, Jerome. Good morning, my dear daughter. How are you? I'm am amazing. You got to tell everybody who you are because, and, and, you know, couldn't do justice of thinking about even how you paved the way for so many entrepreneurs and, um, I remember coming to the class and um, walking into the class that you guys were holding in a college when I quit college, but I walked in that room to learn business. And I learned that, hey, if your business is not in profit, you're doing, you're, you're doing a hobby, no matter how big it is. So let's talk about this, of who you are, what it is, and what we're talking about today. My heart is full. Because we are people are still broken, broken, but we can fix this right now. I have every, every faith of it, and I don't have a doubt in my mind. We can do something about it. Well, first of all, what a great worship that you honored us all with this morning. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, my, my uh, clubhouse, you know, whenever you come on, you know, I click the button to always let me know when you're on. Because it's true, you are an exemplary student of our entrepreneur training school. Uh, you were part of our economic development course that we owned at Georgia Piedmont Technical College. We were their economic development arm. And the goal for our entrepreneur training school there was to enhance the growth economics in the black community. But most importantly, to write a business plan with a performer on where you're going to go for the next five years and you far exceed that. Not only that, I bring very few people into my circle. Uh, uh, and, and I don't say that hastily, but you know, you have to be careful when you elevate those to the relationships that a lifetime to gain. Mm-hmm. So also our student of my mentor, uh, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, of which we solidified that relationship with him and it was he who I took you to when you were transitioning mm-hmm. uh, you weren't transitioning from from lack of wealth to an, an, a higher level of wealth you were a multi-million dollar operation and then Dr. McCoe was trying to figure out why you wanted to end that relationship it didn't make sense to us God, it, it was kind of like when I was the nation's first black family franchise owner these restaurants in Detroit and all of a sudden I made a decision I didn't want to do it anymore and everybody around me going you're crazy you're the first you're you know your success magazine fortune magazine you're you're this big you make millions a year but when the season is over the season is over and when I I see what you're doing now when I follow you and see the many many thousands of people that you mentor to and 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 what i'm talking about right now is when the mentor 
when the when the men, when mentee becomes a mentor. Mm-hmm. Because Nicola Smith Jackson mentors me. Now I, I listen to her now. And it's such a refreshing feeling to know that out of the thousands of people across the world that have gone through this training that we've helped fund and that we've tried that there's those that really got the foundation and understand that the foundation that this woman stands on is unmovable. You know, the Empire State Building, as beautiful as it is, would triple down if it wasn't for the foundation that it was built on. And she was, and this, this, this individual and this organization and this message today was built, built on kingdom principles as a kingdom citizen. So as your advisor, mentor, papa, and someone who admires you tremendously, I want to let everybody know that you're in the right place at the right time today because people like me come out and listen to, answer, pick up the phone, and will turn over resources in heaven and earth for this young lady and what she's doing. So I thank you. You know, it's hard for me to talk about myself. You know that. But, you know, I I have a great, uh, you know, communication technology company. You know, we're, re, we're, we're revisiting our entrepreneur training academy online. It's going to be all, all digital now. Uh, the piece that, you know, we're going to probably launch it uh, at the end of this quarter. But it also includes what we've always wanted, and that's our equity investment and our, our funding portion of that, which what we've been fighting for for years is equity, uh, you know, and inclusion for, for businesses and community of color, and we're gaining ground. So I'm glad to be on here with you today. I'm here to be a student and answer any questions I can for those that are here on the phone today and following you. But again, I want to reiterate one thing. Thank you for making me proud. And I know that Dr. Miles Monroe is smiling down <laughs> on us saying that day that we was at that table. And I was never like it. You were in tears. He just came off the stage. It was the last message mm-hmm. that he ever preached was there because you all, you and Robert, asked me to bring Dr. Miles Monroe there. And let me share with you how important Miles Monroe and my relationship. Miles says just got off a plane from a 30 hour mm-hmm. from, uh, from Africa, you know, and he just really went home, washed up, and came. And when he got on stage, he said, only one person, you know, can get me to do this. For this, this. <laughs> and I say that only one person can get me to get him to do this. <laughs> and he, little did he know, he preached his last message. So I owe you a thank you because it also was the last time I ever ate dinner with him that night and ever saw him again. Mm. So your this what you're doing now with birth then. I remember you in tears mm-hmm. saying, Papa, I know you just came here mm-hmm. to teach, but I gotta I gotta go. And it was I, I and I remember Nicola and we need to understand these things. The enemy was busy that day. Mm-hmm. It was running trying to get credit it was folks running up the Dr. Monroe saying hey this is our organization you know I'm the one that brought Nicole and Robert on you know we believe and people were fighting for notoriety you know significance not understanding that the relationship was already solidified through the mentee and we allowed Mm. it to happen and then you know Robert got upset and said you guys you need to go on stage and Mm -hmm. you know the record is already set in the kingdom because out 
of all of those people that day, and that's what I want to caution everybody on the phone, you got to be careful when you say negative things to a kingdom citizen and a giant that's predestined for greatness because the colon and Robert never, one of the things I thought was strange that they didn't just go into wealth. They never do this for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're like me. If you can't bring somebody along with me, you're having a, a, a moment in time. Mm-hmm. But when you can do it like this, you create wealth. So that's why I say, Dr. Monroe, my spiritual father and my mentor and my best friend, you know, is proud of you and Papa, me, myself, and very proud of you. Mm-hmm. So I will listen, learn, and whatever you need me to say or do today, know that the foundation that you stand on is is worthy of my leadership, my support, and my whatever you need any day that you call it. And I'm no small guy, by the way. No. <laughs> they don't know, but I know. And this is the thing: is um, there go your son right there? He came on. He's we we have been just this morning. Uh, Robert got confirmed. There you go, babe. You there? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Here you go. We we. Yeah, there you go. There y'all go. Wait, hold on, guys. We are on a live. We are on blog talk, too. You know how y'all going to start doing. And then now we're going to do the whole family meeting thing. Can we do that when we get off the call? (laughs) And this is the thing that, you know, um, Jerome, you know, was also there when we were in Dallas, Texas. And when Dr. Monroe said, listen, I'm blessing you to have everything that I have. You're my daughter in the spirit. And I didn't even know what that meant on that day. But I can tell you one thing. What I do know it means is that kingdom means God's people. We're not preparing just to go to the many mansions in heaven. We got to dominate here and now. And I know what I just shared with Robert earlier as we're going to go around our table. I just shared with Robert earlier, listen, God said we got to do this 21 day and we're preparing so that 21 day God needs me for 21 days and my husband need a break. We need a break. And so we can identify and be clear on what God wants us to do for his people. I feel the pull. I can't ignore it. I have to be obedient. And Bishop Rasby, as we're going right to you, you felt it as well. And then you sent me the message where I had already had it confirmed from God. And I said, that's when you know that um, the prophecy is definitely, it should be confirmation. God spoke it. I'm definitely clear. She's doing something. And I got to do it now. Bishop Rasby, good morning. We bulletproof in our brain. And what we're going to do is we're going to forgive. We're going to forgive Whoever we thought, our grandparents, our parents, whatever they didn't do, whatever we did wrong, we messed up money, we made mistakes, we're going to forgive ourselves here today because we got to move forward. Good morning, Dr. Nicola. Again, thank you so much uh, for this opportunity and this platform to everyone that's on the platform. Uh, to you, as you have affectionately referred to it, as Papa Jerome, we honor you. And certainly, we honor to be in your presence and you also, Robert. Uh, let, let me say this, that again, thank you uh, for just being who you are, Dr. Nicola, to all of us, and just being sensitive to know the time with that precision, is a carrying type grace uh, that God has given you. And you're certainly correct. 
uh, this is a unique season in which God is shifting and transitioning all of us. And I think we all need to be acutely aware of the fact that we are in the presence of greatness. And I don't say that for the sake of fluff, but again, for the sake of honor and privilege. With privilege comes responsibility. And one of the responsibilities of the privilege of being exposed to a gift like you in such a time as this is honoring it properly, uh, particularly as you become that usher to usher the marketplace into the ministry and that apostolic grace uh, and prophetic anointing that God is sharpening within you is it's just amazing to sit back uh, and to watch. But uh, relative to uh, the topic, uh, particularly the scripture you chose with uh, the Apostle Paul speaking to the Church of Philippi uh, concerning moving forward, and you're absolutely correct. It, we, we have to forget, and forget forgetting doesn't mean the absence of acknowledgement. Uh, we, we, it happened. Whatever it was that happened, it happened. But the reality is God could have stopped it in his omniscient grace, but he allowed it. And since he allowed it, it must be working for you in some kind of manner. And so we should use it as the fuel to move forward uh, and to begin to stretch toward you. That's the Apostle Paul said again. And uh, that word he uses uh, about apprehending, he said, oh, that doesn't count itself as apprehending. I forget my breathing, you know I'm in the gym. Um, that Greek word is a compound word, katalambano. And kata means down. The battle means to take. It means to take something down. That which stands in your way as a barrier, the mental fortifications, the stronghold within the mind. Take it down. And regardless of what's been holding you back, causing you to feel like you cannot be wealthy or cannot succeed in business, cannot move forward, we have to take those blockages down. And, you know, yesterday we talked about the importance of changing our minds, and that's so very important. But many times the reason we can't change our mind is because we're imprisoned to the past. Um, Apostle Mark Hamby said, uh, unforgiveness is like drinking a bottle of poison and expecting <laughs> someone else to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you imprison yourself and you give um, the person who you're holding the grudge against the key and they become your jailer, literally imprisoning to you too what has happened to you. And, and so for me, again, and I know I can sound like a, a broken record, but uh, particularly being in ministry, I have found that this is the most important factor in my life. had no idea in business I would need this. I, I was just ignorant to the fact because I thought everything, you know, was just, just um, ministry and not doing ministry. Watch this, promoting the kingdom, preaching the kingdom, but not living kingdom. Mm-hmm. And and not understanding that that kingdom concept literally uh, is fluid in every aspect of our lives, but particularly as a kingdom citizen and a kingdom leader, I have to make it fluid in the lives of those that I lead relative to marketplace. And I think that is that aspect we have overlooked for so very long. And so personally, for me, inspiration is the key. I have to have inspiration someone that doesn't look like think like speak like or act like i do in the present but they embody everything that i want to speak like look like think like and act like in the future uh and 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 that person in business is is definitely you uh mentorship is a must um because whatever you don't go around because of mentorship you have to go through by making mistakes um you know darren hardy said in his books the compound effect he talked about his mentor, Paul J. Meyer, and he said his walking pace was my running pace. You need somebody uh, whose walking pace, if your walking pace, excuse me, 
is their running pace because they've gone uh, ahead of you. But uh, again, still, it's your journey. So you have to individualize mm-hmm. because the absence of individuality induces identity theft. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, you end up trying to sound like somebody, mm-hmm. trying to do what they do, but not having the authentic grace that they have to have become who they are. And, and so in closing, I, I want to say this because we find ourselves with so many different blocks, racial disparities, uh, and again, it's Black History Month. We can't ignore what happened to us. It did happen to us. And we understand slavery was not just a, uh, a social or an ethical thing. It, it, it was actually also an economical thing. It really was. We, we were commerce. But the reality mm-hmm. is we, we, we have today, <laughs> and we can make today count uh, by simply utilizing ingenuity. And, and I say that because we got to find a way. Find a way. Even if you have the country did the normal way, find a way. And this is my last statement. Uh, God said something to me so powerful, uh, Dr. Nicole. He said, normality is the enemy of creativity and the prime suspect in the murder of advancement. Because advancement requires augmentation. In order to get something you never had, you got to do something you've never done. That's why we're on Clubhouse. That's why we're listening to podcasts. That's why we're reading books. That's why we are getting mentors, because we're trying to do something we've never done to get something we've never had. Thanks for allowing me to share. Wow. Thank you so much. You know, when we start talking about this and, you know, we've been infusing um, Black history and we were going to talk about Elizabeth Hobbs, um, you know, Keckley, and, you know, she was a slave. And just like we're talking about here, a part of commerce, a commodity. She was a slave that she bought her own freedom. And, but she was a networker. She built strong relationships with, with different people. And when you start to think about this, she took what she did have. She knew how to make clothes. She became a designer, and she actually made the clothes for President Lincoln's wife. And when she fell on hard times, literally, she became our enterprising spirit. This is the thing which you got to know. She networked. And when you read more about her, literally the people that she worked for turned around and became her greatest advocate. So when we talk about relationships, and you heard you know, Jerome talk about, hey, I don't let everybody in my circle and, 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 and those are protective. Where do you think that comes from? For people not only liking you, because people can, can always put on charisma, but when they can really say they know you and they can trust you, business becomes easy. We have to be in business. And I know we're going to talk with Jerome because let me tell you something. Entrepreneurship, we, we, you hear me say we're going to be the heroes of the economy. We have to be unbound, but we have to be upward bound. We can't stay stagnant because if you stagnate, you're going to fall behind. Inflation and the wealth gap is increasing by light year. Don't get caught up in the hype. There are wealth principles that have been around forever when we start talking about leverage and compounding. And all of these things only get better with time. So our time needs to be in working on ourselves in those areas 
taking the resources that matter because two nickels rub together and put it where it counts, where it's going to be able to be moved and multiplied. Wealthy people think about these two things. They called me. They want me to speak with these top 50 wealthy women. They said, we have a lot of women know how they made money, but no one's teaching us how to get the money. And all you need to think about is wherever my money goes, how quickly is it going to double and then double and then double and then double and then double. And that's how we're going to live. And how can we do it faster, easier, safer? If you put the faster, easier, and the safer, it'll help you decide where you need to be putting that money and what you need to be doing with your time. We want to deduct this down to simplistic terms. We don't need you confused. We don't need you confused. We don't need you to get the MBA with the student loan attached. We need you to get the MBA with the bank account attached. And this is what we're talking about on today. We need this for us now. We need this for our generations. We need that even for the economy, even for people who don't look like us, because we need to be an asset to the country, not a liability. And that's what we're talking about here. Good morning, Abdul. And we're not talking about race, color, creed. We're talking about class. Because they didn't say only black people are ones who behind. There are a lot of white, black, brown behind. Good morning, Abdul, all the way in UK right now. Good morning, and we definitely will catch up on today. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. Good morning. <laughs> I think we're doing. We're amazing today. Oh, I jumped over Danikia. Lord, I'm looking at this thing. We're going to go right to Danikia right after you. Abdul, you keep it brief, and then we hit on to Shara and T and my hubby. Thank you. Yeah, today, honestly, I just want to learn from everyone because, you know, I'm still the youngest among everyone. And why? I I have, like, probably little experience compared to everyone, right? So today, I honestly want to learn, but if I'm going to say something, it's just going to be that your mind will actually determine how far you go. Like, that's that's the thing for me, right? Like, if you if you don't really see it, if you don't um, work towards it, and if you don't plan it, there's no way it will be achievable. Yesterday, I was sharing it on my Instagram stories. I saw I was going through like my memories on um, Google Photos, and I saw a picture of myself in 2014, and I, I just laughed because I'm literally working in line with the strategies I've mapped out seven years ago, mm-hmm. right? So it's all about being, mapping it all out, being consistent, and just staying teachable. That's the, that's the main thing. Like um, Papa, Papa Joe Master, um, you learned from Dr. Miles Monroe, you are now like a beacon of hope to our own generation, right? So it's all about being teachable, staying teachable, and knowing that if you stick with your goals, if you stick with everything and you show up every day, even when you don't feel like it, because sometimes your mind plays pranks on you. Mm-hmm. It's all about you knowing that where you're going is way, way bigger than where you're coming from and just staying aligned with it. The more you stay aligned, the more you stay in tune with yourself, and the more you stay in you stay trainable, 
and understand that you don't know everything, the more your chances of becoming successful. Because the moment you see yourself as all, um, be all and all in all, <laughs> that's the moment you start crumbling. That's what, that's what I have to say. So powerful. I, I, as I, you know, we did that vision board, the vision of profit challenge and the vision board. If there are certain things on there and I just saw where I needed to add uh, a forgiveness area and maybe we just do a whole forgiveness board, because I know that our past has held us down so much. I mean, I remember people wanting me to hide the fact that I was taking my kids into two different prisons. Um, but that's what made me. That's what made me. I wanted my kids to know who their fathers were. And I didn't, I didn't want them to think, um, you know, I didn't want them to think other than what they needed to think. I needed them to have their own experience with their fathers. And then at one point, God said, that's enough. They know who they are now. It's time for you to move on because these kids are not going into those prisons. And, 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 um, and I made the decision. And being a strong decision maker is important. We gotta we gotta cut off any other opportunity of going back. That's a real decision. And so, Daniki, I want you to share. You know, because um, I know with me, I'm I'm making decisions right now. And and so, and this is not funny. God did this, Jerome. We've been trying to get you on this show this morning, and today you popped in, and you were there. And God, you know what you are? You're a reminder of the decision that I know I made, and what happened to me during that time. You watched it. And scratching the head and say, why, why? And I, and I said, I got to do this. This is what God's telling me to do. I said, I didn't know the difference between transitioning and quitting. But I know now. Decisions have to be made in order for purpose to be birthed. Good morning, Danikia. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, Nicola, to everyone. Um, and of course, you know, thank you for the opportunity to be able to share. I remember hearing Jerome the very first time speak in your basement <laughs> of your home a few years ago. Um, so powerful. Um, what I would like to just add is I had a lot of different thoughts um, as I'm listening this morning. Um, one, just when I think about being bulletproof, <clears throat> when it comes to even mentorship, um, I, and I guess I have so many different thoughts. So I'm thinking on, on like the police force when someone is training. Um, everyone has on a bulletproof vest. Uh, but a lot of times it's the person that's actually been through the training or has the most experience first will still go out first in front of the pack of people. While we all may have on that shield or we think that we're protected, a lot of times a person in front has more experience and can give you warning or tell you how and where to duck to avoid getting shot. <laughs> and um, with that, I, I just think about mentorship. And sometimes people get to a place, you know, they may have a, a year experience or they've had a little bit of training and they say, okay, I'm going to move you out the way. Let me go first. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the worst mistakes that someone can literally make. Um, you have to remember that the person even in front is always still in training. They may even have insight and detail on a mission that you just may have a little bit of information or intel on. And so I just want to encourage people just to trust the person that is in front, whether it be a mentor, whether it be um, your elders, ancestors, people mm -hmm. that went before you. They literally laid the path for you 
to actually walk in can shield you from different things and help you to avoid a lot of mistakes um, as you're going out on the battlefield because every day is, is like a battle. You never know what attacks may come, what angles um, they may come from. And a lot of times when you're pursuing something great, you got to know that those attacks are going to be big. But if you're not protected and no one gave you uh, the blueprint, the game plan on how to duck and move to navigate those things, you may find yourself being shot <laughs> you weren't properly trained. And so I know it may be all over the place, but I had a lot of different thoughts on that. I know exactly what you're talking about because of our conversations. I, I'm very clear, and I think everyone online can catch it. But you, haven't you guys always saw Robert and I honor our mentors? We love them. People who have, and when we see them come in the room, you see how you, you can never stop hearing about Dr. Monroe. And then when you hear Jerome, you hear the honor that we give, um, give him. And you're, you're going to hear, you know, you heard my, I heard different people that we honor them. And then you see that we represent them well. They honor us back because of integrity in the way that we still never forget. We never forget people who plant seeds in your life and, when you grow or when you bloom, you don't you don't forget that seed. And Nicole, I want to add to what you just said yeah. and how important that that is. You know, I used to get asked a question from leaders. You know, people like you know Bishop Eddie Long, Bishop T.D. Jakes, Doctor Creflo Dollar, and others used to call me and ask me if I could get Doctor Miles Monroe to speak at their church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had the executive leadership responsibility of sharing with them that that's rare for him because he feels he's called to the world, mm-hmm. to the business leader. He didn't want to go into the church. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't want to do that. And he put me in that difficult role. Why did Dr. Monroe put so much interest and why did he call me all the time why did he no matter where he was in any country i would get a call from you gotta come here with this why because i did him like you're doing you do me all the time i honored him mm-hmm. that's done something to us internally because out of the thousands of people that we've helped in our business world very few of them return they get their money and they're gone and and thought that it and it does something to us but it doesn't because I'm, I'm unstoppable and unmovable. I know who I am. I know what I want. And I remember, Nicole, I want to talk about this for just a second. You know, this transition that you made from this multi-million dollar business model to this multi-billion dollar wealth wall that you're in now. Me and Robert had some conversation. And, you know, sometimes when you're making this transition, you got to understand it affects your relationship too. Mm-hmm. You know, because Robert thought you had gone crazy. <laughs> Surely, 
walk away from this. And the pain of transition. Oh, look, you know when the, when I was on the balcony at the leadership summit with Dr. Miles Monroe, the Lord spoke to me and told me it's time for you to let Denny's go. Mm. You know, my family thought I was having a bout with the devil. Mm. And at the end, telling me this, and I knew in my heart, do you know what I became after I walked away? Mm. Did you know? See, what, whatever God called for, he provided for, and every good work will be tested for authenticity. Mm. Will you trust me if you walk away from this that I already I gave you what you have? But in order for me to elevate you to new people, new levels, new revenue streams, you have to let go the old wine scam, bro. Mm. You have to walk away. And you know what walk I walked away from, too? Uh, uh, a daughter? Mm. Son, you know what I walked away from? Mm-hmm. I walked away from some people mm. that was holding me back <gasps> from where I was supposed to go. And I was introduced to new people, mm. new kingdom levels of what I was supposed to do. So what we're doing today on this line, where we're talking about bulletproofing your brain, I love that title. Nicole, that's a book. That's a book. That's the book. <laughs> that's the book. And train it to be rich. That's all you're doing. What you're doing is you are literally asking yourself this question. Who am I really? Mm. And once I identify who I am, I'm going to bulletproof my brain, turn out the rest. No matter what you throw at me, I know my destination and where I'm going. And once you know your destination, nobody, nothing or no spirit can hold you back. I'm excited this morning for you and your team and what you're doing. And I'm so glad that I came on today because I think this is the right time and the right day for all of these folks on this line to understand. Follow this couple like I do to be a mentor and to be sitting here learning and listening to a mentee. It's like I've gone to heaven today. Mm. We love you. We love you. We love you so much. And um, it's crazy. (laughs) Shower. Good morning. And we're going to move on. Oh my gosh, Jerome, you just have no clue. And this is on recording on blog talk. And I have to go back and listen to it because I know what God had me. I know Robert said, would this lady go to bed? And we just went to sleep and I was up. God had been working on me all night, all night, all night. Good morning, Shara. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Um, you know, me, I am super excited to be here. It's always, it's always a powerful conversation. And I'm always so big about the mindset. That's the thing I always say every time I'm here, that no matter where we are, that we should start with shifting the mindset and, um, and be able to get to the, you know, the thousands and the thousands to the millions and the millions, the billions and beyond is really getting into a place where we are elevating and expanding our mind. We're believing that it's possible. Um, we start by starting and we're starting on ourselves first, right? So um, I'm super excited to be here. Um, I'm always happy to contribute wherever is um, possible, but I really want to remind everyone, no matter where you are on your journey, sometimes people feel like, oh, of course it's easy for those who say this that's on the stage, but everyone who has gotten to where they are now started somewhere, and we started, you know, in the beginning by being able to expand our mind and expand ourselves to what's possible, and that what's possible made it possible, so just wanted to acknowledge that. So powerful, Shara, and I always tell them it wasn't easy, but it is simple. 
And I think that the more simpler we make it is the easier it becomes. It's not easy, but I don't think it's supposed to be easy. I think that if it was easy, there'd be no reason for us to eventually turn our hearts back to God. People forget when things are too easy. And see, when it's not easy, you will go back into your reminders. And if you're wise, it'll humble you. So I want to tell people, if you're going through it and it's hard, be grateful that it's hard. Start there. Start being grateful in the hard. That's how it got easier for me. Like, things were crazy, and I would still wake up and still praise God and still say, thank you, Lord, I love you. Just, and it was crazy. Thank you, Lord, I love you. I love you. I just say simple things, not no big, I don't, you know, before I even had spiritual language, I'll ask, thank you, Lord. I love you. And I heard my grandma used to say that. She'd be in the kitchen cooking in the morning, making us porridge. And I didn't even know that we were really, like, not really that rich. I mean, she had three different pots of porridge on one oatmeal because I loved it, cornmeal porridge. And then she had hominy or one other one, cream of wheat or whatever. And that was so that we had breakfast that would stick to our stomach. She always made us drink something hot, tea and toast in the morning. And, and I just thought that was a thing. We just sat around the table and my mom would have the biggest bowl, and I just could remember how that made me feel. I can see it right now. My grandma, I could see her. I could see her, and I could see her in the kitchen. And those are the things that I even pass on to my family, where I love the kitchen, to just show them I love them and, and serve them. And, I, and I, I can see her, but what I remembered was she might be stirring the porridge so it don't get lumpy, and all she'd be saying is, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'd just be hearing it. And sometimes I'd be the only one in the kitchen. Many times it would be me and her, even during her epileptic seizures and everything. I'd be right there, not afraid, putting a spoon on her tongue so she didn't bite her tongue up. And I'm there, and I'm only like 10, 11. And when she comes to, she still goes to her altar and have her time with God. It's not supposed to be easy. But we got to be grateful for these things and these times right now because it's what makes you stronger. Can't lead nobody where you ain't been. That's so why I see a lot of people doing here on Clubhouse. They, they might have made the money, but they ain't have the processes that can understand and relate to people who are going through it. And we do. We do. We know what that's like. But we also know what it's like to come through as well. That's why we know you can Good morning, T-Money. And we're going to go to Robert, and we're going to close out. Good morning, Nicola. Good morning, good morning. I'm going to move off of here fast because I can't wait to hear my big brother Robert talk and also Mr. Jerome talk. Um, but, you know, when it relates to, you know, bulletproofing your blade, I'm brave and training to be rich. You know, I thank Nicola for bringing me closer to the kingdom. You know, um, even in the current business, you know, that we're in now, you know, I, I've, I've done network marketing for seven years. I've been I've been in top positions, you know, in different industries. But it was Nicola who taught me that a leader creates an atmosphere for others to grow. That's what Papa said. And, and when I understood that principle alone is what took me to where I am now. Because I stopped caring so much about, 
you know, who when I was little, my dad wasn't around. You know, it was him. I probably could have been a, a football player. I probably could have did this if my dad was just around. You know, I probably could have been a better environment if he would have protected me. I used to always blame him for everything just by simply not being there for me. But when I found out what my real purpose was in life, that was the day I started forgiving him. And when I when I started forgiving him, I was able to release all that and I started becoming very successful. But it was Nicola who brought me there. It was Robert who I first met four years ago when I was in the company. I hit a position called sales director. And we was at a national convention. And I remember getting my little pen, or getting my big pen. <laughs> for hitting the sales director title. It was a small title in the company, but it was a huge accomplishment for me at that time. And when I walked off the stage, Robert pulled me to the side. He said, anytime that you come to something like this, you always want to look and dress the part. Now, back then, I wasn't that close to the kingdom when I was ready to, you know, curse him out because I didn't really know him that well. But after I went back there and I thought about what he said, is he was basically telling me, I'm going to see you doing big things in this company and you need to be the representation for the rest of the people. And when I came to the next event, I told you I was sharp as a tack. He walked up to me and said, that's what I'm talking about. And it ain't about the clothes, it ain't about how you look or what you got on. It's about the way you represent yourself for the people that's following you. So when you're bulletproof in your brain and you're trained to be rich, the first person that you got to forgive is, is yourself. Then you forgive the people who you think did you wrong. They was doing you a favor, though. Everything they tried to stop you from doing was the motivation you needed to go to the top. And I just want to tell you guys, everybody on this call has the opportunity to come closer to the kingdom, forgive yourself, forgive those people, and start moving you and your family to prosperity. Thank you for having me this morning. Wow, thank you so much. You know, this is so powerful because this is where we got to start. That's why most people start and stop or start and fall back is because we didn't take care of the mind and continue to renew the mind as we talked about in the book of Romans on yesterday. So good morning, babe. I know that you're out and we getting ready. We, we God is about to do some crazy stuff. Wow. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on this call. It's an honor to be on this call with my mentor, Jerome Atkinson. It's an honor to be on the call. And all, all of the people that are here, you know, because any time God gives you the opportunity to to represent him to his people, it's an honor. And when I when I think about, you know, this, this title, I mean, this title is, it, 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 it's so much of a, a needed title for, for this time of, of bulletproof in our brain because me myself, I can I can really speak about about me, uh, how I really had to come into a, a, a place, a, a, a bulletproof for my my brain because you know I, I remember when you know we were just you know going to these next levels, and I remember that was a season that God had us really going to these levels to, together, you know. And that was a season where God said that I needed to do something much bigger that I didn't see, but my wife saw. And I just remember being in that place of saying that, you know, I needed to, to humble myself and, and submit to what God is doing because 
I was causing a level of confusion because God was sending my wife in the direction that he wasn't, he wasn't really sending me with her, but he was sending me behind her. And when I started to understand my position of what God was doing for her and what God needed me to do with her, he told me that I need to allow, I need you to release her so that she can do the things that I need for her to do. But with you releasing her does not take nothing away from you. It's going to add to you because the position that I'm going to give you is to support her and she would not be able to do what she's doing without your support. And I just remember like getting that revelation because I'm like, yo, we're supposed to be doing this together. Yo, we should be doing this. We should be doing that. And I would call Jerome like, yo, Jerome, she tripping. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Call everybody on me. Papa, mama, everybody. But Jerome was like, this is what you got to understand. You have to understand what God is trying to do in this season. And he said, nothing will be done without you. But if that's confusion, nothing will be done between you. And when he shared that with me, I was like, okay, God, I understand what you're trying to do. You know, I understand that you got this sense of humor and I got to understand everything and how you operate. And he's like, yo, Robert, the spirit that you operate in, we can't go to the next level with it. And I said, okay, cool, God. So when I stepped back and things started to transition, you know, um, things started to happen. And I just remember when we made a transition from one company to another, the other company, my wife was like, yo, this is what I'm about to do. At that moment in time, I couldn't see it. So she said, this is what We love you, Blog Talk. We'll see you soon. Your partner, we are partners over here. So 